Health by Design, the podcast where we explore your brilliant biology, current research, and successful traditions to give you the health of your life. Metabolism Part 2, Fats. Eat good fats and know your enemies. Does quality matter? You have been given an amazing design. Is it possible that studying our design could help you live your healthiest, most vibrant life? We are told the quantity of each macro is what matters. Some research even says this. But is the quantity all that matters? Does quality matter? Today's episode will consider tradition and research. Well-hidden research that answers the question, does quality matter? 120 years or so ago, great-great-grandma used mostly animal fats, lard, butter, and some olive oil. In episode 6, we started a series on metabolism that showed studies on how changing from animal fats to vegetable fats has affected us as a nation, and it's not pretty. I knew that, yet when I started eating more fats, I remember stopping as I took another bite filled with coconut oil and butter, thinking, oh my, am I killing myself? Am I clogging my arteries right now? Or as I think of what my dad used to say, heart attack on a plate. I knew that wasn't true. Yet when I started eating more fats, I remember stop. How can we be programmed by society in spite of all that we research or know? Back to researching I went. Turns out there are many studies saying that a high fat diet or HFD causes problems. But that didn't jive with other research and results I had seen. Research showed that the kind of fat that great-great-grandma would serve when combined with cutting carbs helped weight loss and control blood sugar without creating cholesterol problems. And I quote, The inclusion of saturated and monounsaturated fat and restricting carbs improved glycemic control and were associated with weight loss without detectable adverse effect on serum lipids. Remember in episode 6, we saw research that showed that oxidized oils cause liver damage. Polyunsaturated oils have more places where the oil can be oxidized, so it's more likely to be bad for us, especially if heated or processed like most oils are. There are some good polyunsaturated oils like flaxseed oil that is processed very carefully. Yet, here's another study showing that cutting carbs and replacing them with any kind of fat, including dairy with 50% fat, could reduce triglycerides and blood sugar issues. Some of the studies it looked at said that polyunsaturated fatty acids were also found to lower risk of diabetes. But the PUFAs they were talking about were in the form of fish oil to lower the risk of diabetes. When they said any kind of fat, What fats did they use? They used omega-3s and saturated fat. How carefully we have to read research. And honestly, research needs to agree with tradition and experience to be valid. No more taking someone's word for it. Research showed that healthy fats are needed to absorb fat-soluble nutrients like A, D, E, and K. Minerals and even beta-carotene from veggies was better absorbed when accompanied by fats from meat. And I'll share about that study later in this episode. But this research has been confirmed by tradition as well as Dr. Price's research on primitive people groups. 
Here's another fact that we know. Minerals also need fat-soluble nutrients for absorption. You may have heard that children need fat in milk until age two. However, research shows that every age needs fat to absorb fat-soluble vitamins, which help us absorb minerals. Dr. Price said, quote, It is possible to starve for minerals that are abundant in the foods eaten because they cannot be utilized without an adequate quantity of the fat-soluble activators from nutrition and physical degeneration. So we can see that we need fats to absorb A, D, E, K, minerals, and beta-carotene. But does quality matter? This is where we dig deep into research to find the truth. Many studies show a high-fat diet, or HFD, causes non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. I'll link you to a YouTube video I did on this. Lipotoxicity in fetal livers of primates, hepatic steatoxicity that leads to insulin resistance, and honestly also leads to cirrhosis. It's like a stepping stone. You start with lipotoxicity, you get hepatic steatoxicity, and that leads to cirrhosis of the liver. But I guess insulin resistance would be in that scale somewhere. But how much research shows that HFD or high-fat diet is bad for mice and rats? How could research also say that a high-fat diet caused so many diseases when fat is so necessary to absorbing things we know we need? Maybe we need to ask, What is this high-fat diet made of? HFD. HFD. I looked all over for what researchers were using in this HFD diet. It took me quite a bit of research to find the secret. But here is one apparently standard version of this diet that is used for rat studies and thought I'd let you evaluate for yourself to see if this is good. The high-fat diet that caused all these liver and blood sugar problems is made up of safflower oil, sucrose, and casein. Safflower oil, a polyunsaturated fat that has many points of oxidation, causes inflammation and the potential for free radical cascades. Be sure to listen to episode 6 if you need more information on this and the damage they can cause. Sucrose. Sugar. We haven't done a podcast on this yet, but it'll be coming up. Vitamins, minerals, choline, bran, methionine, and gelatin. Okay, so it had a few good things in the high-fat diet. Casein is a component of milk. It's the protein in milk. It's known to be difficult to digest. It's an irritant. A lot of times it's used by bodybuilders to gain weight because it digests so slow. Okay, would you call this a healthy meal? Calling this a high-fat diet does not take into consideration the quality of the ingredients. They are not comparing apples to apples. We need to question studies that sound questionable. It is also interesting in this study I'll link to that the amount of calories in the high-sugar diet they used in this study is 3.82, and in the high-fat is 5.20 per serving. I found calories are not the most important factor, yet if a rat or even a human is allowed to eat all they want, diabetes goes way up. Can the extra calories in the form of extra sugars be an added factor that contributed to the insulin resistance and blood sugar issues that both diets caused in this study? Consider this. 
Our cell membranes are made mostly of lipids. Inside the cell is mostly carbs, and we do use those for energies. Proteins can be converted to carbs as necessary, but proteins are hugely important, and we will go into this in another episode as well. I'm not saying that we should eat all fats. Please don't misunderstand me. I just am saying that the quality of fats that we eat need to be the best possible for the best end result. What are our cells made of? How are we designed? And why these fats can be part of a program to slow aging when used as a clean fuel. We've been told for a long time to avoid fat, especially saturated fat. It's funny, I have this book and it's, what is it called? French women don't get fat. And you know, the French are famous for their creams and sauces. I thought that was a great book. Had to buy it. But yet ask the slimmest and healthiest women you know if they eat fat and you might be very surprised. So back to the question of does quality matter? Let's review the research. Research showed that the kind of fat great-grandma would serve could help weight loss, control blood sugar without creating cholesterol problems, help you absorb fat-soluble nutrients like A, D, E, and K that can prevent disease, which also helps you absorb minerals that strengthen our bones and structure, and even can help us get more nutrition from our veggies. Unlike the high-fat diet or HFD diet, with safflower oil, casein, and sugar that's fed to rats and shows major liver damage and disease. Quality does matter. Upcoming episodes will feature information on keeping your brain healthy and why mitochondrial health is important. The next episode will give research on the benefits of keto. I'm not saying, don't run. I'm not saying you have to give up carbs forever. But as a nation... We consume so many carbs in the course of a lifetime that a season of avoiding them may not be a bad idea. Consider this. Research suggests that over 30 to 40 years of a high-carb diet, many bodies forget how to burn fat. Biology texts say that bodies should be flexible, right? Cells should be able to burn sugar or fat. But if our body forgets how to burn fat, which is known to be a cleaner fuel, say with the Slim Keto Reset, it can make a huge difference in our body. And I think this is even more important as we age. As we age, there's been a lot of research that shows that limiting calories in the course of a day makes a difference in how long we live. Well, I did not like that research. I did not even want to hear it. Are you kidding me? I want to eat all I want to eat. But as I've learned how to use intermittent fasting, I can eat all I want to eat during certain periods of time. But when I fast regularly, I find that my appetite is controlled and I don't want to eat as much as before. And I feel better even though I'm getting older. So things worth considering. And here's one more thing to consider about keto. I add liver cleansing and nutrients to make a real life change in energy level as it did for me. If you're interested in classes to learn more about this and actually implement it in your life, subscribe to our gold podcast and I'll keep you in touch with when our next classes are. Listen regularly for the health of your life. If you found value here, please take a moment to tell a friend 
and leave a review. Our Gold Private Podcast includes the above-mentioned classes, reading out of classic health texts, Q&As to answer questions like, when do I need to be concerned about my child's fever? Or what ideas can help with syncope or fainting? And is there a recipe for more healthy hand sanitizer? I'm also looking into how to make this into a community so that we can keep in touch better. You won't find a deal this good for you anywhere else. Stay healthy, my friend. Disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor, and the advice contained herein is not to be construed as medical advice. For conventional tests, advice, and medical treatment, please see your MD. So the study on beta-carotene needing animal fats for absorption, it's a study on an African society in Rwanda that were forced to be vegetarian by necessity who found that carotene absorption by children was dependent upon the amount of fat in the diet, not the amount of carotene eaten. Wow. I was, it was also established that a low-fat intake results in poor absorption of both carotenoids and preformed or animal vitamin A. When small amounts of animal fat were added to their vegetarian diet, improvement in the absorption of carotene resulted and vitamin A levels increased. H. Leon Abrams, in the article Vegetarianism, an Anthropological Nutritional Evaluation. One more thing, stomach acid is needed to absorb fat-soluble nutrients. Ah, I could keep going forever, but I won't. Wait till next week.